All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Lakers Unfiltered. Today we have LA Times columnist Arash Markazi on the line. How are you doing, Arash? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. So, Arash, uh, we're all longtime Laker fans here. So back when the Lakers and Kings were battling it out, it was a uh, much more fun. It was much more fun because it was like a big old rivalry. Should us? Should we, uh, as Lakers fans, lead into this Clippers rivalry so it'll be a little more interesting? Interesting. I think so. I think coming into the season, you know, the, the feeling was those might be the top two teams in the league. Certainly, if you look at Las Vegas, they thought those were the top two teams in the league. You got four of the top ten players in the, the league on those two teams. So. You know, I, I think it's a fun dynamic being that they're both in Los Angeles. They both haven't been championship t- contenders at the same time before. They've both been playoff teams before, but when you when you looked at those particular seasons, they were good teams, not great teams. So, I mean, I think it's a fun dynamic where they're both in the same facility, both in the same city. Both are probably, in my opinion, and the opinion of a lot of people, the top two teams. Well, definitely, I can't disagree with that I like to, you know, in all jest, you know, refer to the um, refer to them as LA's other team. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, what... you know, but it's uh, but it's like an interesting dynamic though, because like they, you know, they've had that stigma for a while, and then that doesn't go. You know, like even when they had Chris Paul and Blake and all those guys, I mean, they were a good team, but they never got to the conference championship game, so. This will be interesting with Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, can they get over that hump finally? Yeah, exactly. I mean, with Jerry West, you know, and Doc Rivers, I mean, again, they have a good, you know, office. I mean, they they definitely have, you know, a great franchise there. Now they just need the team, and this team looks pretty darn good. Now, with the success that KCP has recently had since being moved to the starting lineup, should he go back to bolster the bench when Avery Bradley gets back, or do we ride that hot hand? I kind of like having a second unit um, as good as they have. You know, because a lot of people question how deep this team is going to be. We, we found out the, the season, whether it's Kyle Kuzma, Dwight Howard, certainly. You know, it's okay to have a second unit. I mean, just go to the Clippers. I mean, Luke Williams is one of the top players. He's coming off the bench, obviously, one of the best 16 men in the league. So, I don't have an issue kind of having, maybe not having this. Listen, if the starters give you a 10 point lead, you know, your second unit can not only sustain that lead, but build upon that. So, you know, I, I would say we'll write the hot hand, and, and, and I think it's okay to have a second unit where you have players on the team who are, who should start. Definitely, definitely. Hey, Arash, it's uh, Josh here. First of all, I want to congratulate you on your uh, weight loss. You know, it's a huge accomplishment, so keep up the good work. Thank you. (laughs) All right, so quick question for you. The NBA is trying to uh, constitute some regular season changes to give the fans something more to be interested in during the regular season. Do you think Adam Silver is trying to combat load management, and do you think this is all because of what is going on with Kawhi Leonard? No, you know what? I think the issue more along is, is the issue of it's just a long season, and I think unless you're a hardcore Hoops fan, 
you're not that invested in games prior to Christmas. You know, for a lot of casual fans, the season begins on, on Christmas night. So I think he's trying to give meaning to these games prior to the Super Bowl, prior to Christmas, where a lot of fans don't get invested in these games until the Super Bowl is done. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're watching football, they're watching the, the NFL, college football, what have you. And so I think he's trying to give meaning to these games in the long season. My issue is that I'm a soccer fan. Like, I don't see how you're going to make a mid-season tournament meaningful. You know, because I think these, these tournaments that they have in soccer, they've had those for years. So, like, I, I don't think you're going to start um, – a soccer, I mean, a soccer-like mid-season tournament, and fans are going to care. And not only are fans not going to care, I don't know if players will care. So I like that the conversation is being had. I like that that he's trying to make things different and unique and, and um, have these conversations. But I don't see how you can make those things meaningful. Yeah, it makes sense. So, Arash, now that the Lakers are off to their 17-2 and start, you know, they're they're winning the games that they're supposed to win right now because, you know, it's being said that they've had an a, an easy schedule, a light schedule. How does that kind of hold us over until December when the schedule really picks up? You know, I, I like that they're doing what they're doing right now. You know, I think, listen, at the end of the season, they're going to play all these teams. So, you know, it's not like they have, like, this easy schedule like they have in, football where you might only have to play like teams that are not that good. We'll, we'll find out how good they are by the end of the season, certainly by Christmas time, but these are, you know, like, I like the fact that they're winning games that they're supposed to win, and, and, the, and the way that they're winning, I think, is more important. You know, the second night of a back-to-back, when you're down by 10 points, you're down by 15 points, they find a way to win. I mean, I, I don't think enough is made about knowing how to close out games, knowing how to win games. And so, you know, there's a feeling, there's a championship feeling about this team. And championship teams find a way to win games that, A, they're supposed to win, but also, B, games that maybe they're not supposed to win. Games that you're supposed to have, like, get off night on the second night of a back-to-back on the road. And so, look, I think the winning games that they're supposed to win, and we'll find out how, how good they are. But I think when you look on paper... This is a championship team. I, I don't think this is sort of kind of like a fluke where you're like, this is like a, 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 a shocking uh, result. I mean, when you look at a team that has two of the top five players in the league, you're supposed to win games like this. Definitely, definitely. I mean, with that said, I mean, Anthony Davis is playing like a man possessed, and it seems like Ravon, uh, LeBron James is back on his revenge tour this season. Does this, re- does this duo remind you of, you know, Shaq and Kobe? when they came out and dominated with Phil Jackson? Yeah, you know, when 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 they made the trade, and I think people thought it was hyperbole at the time, but it certainly was. And I said, listen, all great Lakers championship teams that had a Hall of Fame duo, whether it's, you know, Jerry West and Will Chamberlain, Shaq Kobe, Kareem Magic, even Kobe Powell, I think – you need that dynamic duo. And certainly with LeBron and um, Anthony Davis, you have that. You have two of the top five players in the league. And the only question was, you know, how healthy were they going to be? And, you know, like, were they going to gel? And having been at that first preseason game that they had up in San Francisco, I said, my goodness, I mean, they, 
they are they're like already gelling. They're already like on the same page, and so um, and they really just continued that. So they like playing together, and they they're basically this is how I thought they were going to look mid season. So I mean, yeah. it's really been fun to watch. And yeah, listen, I mean, I, I think they have two of the top five players in the game, and again. Historically speaking, with this franchise, that means you're probably in contention for a championship. So, so you know, with all that good stuff you just said, has there any has there been anyone on the Lakers that's been like underachieving so far this year in your eyes? You know, not so much like underachieving. I knew like Kuzma was going to take some time once he came back. I mean, I'm very curious to see how he adapts to that. Well, as you know, when you look at the talent that he has being like that third potential star, maybe that sixth man type role. So, you know, he's someone that I think has the talent to be a star. So how is he going to, you know, uh, kind of like adjust to his new role? And I'd like to Kevin Love about that, you know, because he was a 2010 guy. He comes to Cleveland and he has to kind of like adapt to and to adjust to his new role. Um KCP, as we know, he's had his struggles. He has the talent to be a very good player. So, you know, I think there's a, there's a couple guys on the team that I, I'm curious to see how they adjust to their new role with the team. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different pieces to this puzzle in this Lakers team. I mean, it's just amazing for me to go back and forth about the different possibilities. And I, I think about, okay, an addition for a different for a new player, you know, Maybe Iguodala, is that a good thing? Or do we just kind of let this team gel and give Alex Caruso some more time to show what he's got to do and let the rest of this team kind of gel? Uh, does that does that make sense? Yeah, like I would like, yeah. No, yeah, I totally know. I mean, I, I would let this team gel. Like, if you can add, like, you know, Andre um, Iguodala, certainly that would be fantastic. From everything that I'm hearing, that's going to be tough. here to be a, 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 a championship team. And, you know, and let's not forget, with the buyouts and things like that, there will be a really good player, I think, made available to this team if they want to bring in one more piece. Because when you're a championship contender, when you're in Los Angeles, when you're like LeBron and people want to play with LeBron, at the trade deadline and at the buyout period, there will be a couple of good players that you could bring in, but when you just look at what they have, if they're healthy, this is already a championship team. Yeah, I can't disagree at all. I can't disagree at all. I mean, there's so many, again, there's so many people on here. I mean, I look at Dwight Howard and what he's doing, and, you know, I hate to go back to old times when we had Dwight because I'm such a devout Laker fan, but the way Dwight Howard's playing this season, I mean, is he our sixth man of the year? I mean, he's doing everything on the bench, on the court, everything. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he is the six-man for the Lakers, and the, really the perfect six-man for them. I mean, I, I don't think you could have even dreamt that this would have worked out as well as it did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, just because his personality, I think, suits this role. He's always had this goofy, you know, class clown kind of personality, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way. He's like a fun-loving guy, yeah. which doesn't always mesh if you want to be the captain of the team, the leader. Like, Kobe, like, he was not that kind of a guy. And so um, so his personality is, is so suited for that six-man cheerleader on the bench, get guys going, like, the first guy that kind of break the huddle, 
I think that his personality is so suited for his role right now. And he's really, like, adapted and adjusted well for what this team needs. And so when DeMarcus Cousins goes down and you're wondering who's out there, and I said, listen, I mean, if, if Dwight can, can just adjust and kind of, kind of adjust to being this guy, this man, I mean, he's, he's going to be fantastic because no one's ever doubted his ability on the court. But when you just look at what he's done, off, like coming off the bench, and then when he's like on the bench, just being that first guy to cheer for the guy, yeah. and, uh, he's been such a glue guy for the team. I spent so much time to watch him. It's amazing. Yeah, he's been that ultimate hype man for sure. All right, Arash, so now, you know, at the end of every interview, we give our guests the uh, unfiltered five. So we're just going to give you five quick this or that kind of questions, and you just give us your first answer. All right? All right. All right, first question. Bigger shot, D-Fish or Big Shot Rob? Uh. Robert Ory only because, uh, and I love fish, but like Robert, those, I mean, historically <laughs> speaking, so many big moments in the club, yeah. All right, um, Kobe or LeBron? Kobe. That <laughs> is. All right, Forum or Staples Center? You know, I'm old school, I'm going to go with Forum, but Staples Center, you know, I, I basically became a professional and a journalist at Staples Center, but Forum... Nothing will ever stop my first game there back in the day. I'm telling you, you know, walking out to your car after that game and, you know, loads of bird poop. I grew up in the Valley, too, so the forum was like a mecca, you know. So I'm like, when I'm, when I'm doing my research, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so AD or Pal? Um, so AD, just I think he's one of the greatest players of all time, so I'm going to have to go with him. Powell is so underrated. I'm, I'm even glad that you're including him in that because he is a Hall of Famer. He will have his jersey retire. I love Powell. So, but, but, but I think that um, AD is one of the top players of, you know, when, when, when he retires, he will be viewed as one of the top players of all time. Definitely. All right, last one. 300 section of the Staples Center or the crib watching it from your couch? Probably the crib at this point, you know, 300 is kind of, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I love both. I love both, but I'm getting to that point in my life where there's a lot of games where I'm like, I, and here's why, by the way. I love watching it with, like, my brother and my dad and my friends and my family, and there's a lot of games that I cover that I don't get to watch with them. So I do cherish the moments back at the crib where I'm watching it with my friends and my family. Our guy, our guy. <laughs> All right, Arash, one quick question. The best game that you've ever been to, um, Laker game that you've ever been to or been part of? Oh, that's a good one. Let me think about this. Uh, 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 best game I've ever been to. You know, I'm end up winning it all, but, you know, when, when Kobe gets that last second shot to beat Phoenix in the first round, uh, what was that, 2000? Six or seven or whatever it was. I mean, they lost in the first round, but that was those moments was like a, a last second shot. The, the, the game that I wanted to say was Game Seven against the Celtics because they win the championship, but that was such a stressful game. That <laughs> it was weird. It was like, 
it was almost hard to like have fun at that uh, game because it was stressful. And even at the half, you know, you kind of wondering like, man, are they going to lose to the Celtics at home in Game Seven? So, <laughs> but Game Seven against the Celtics when it was over and Sasha hits those two free throws to put the game away, that was that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Arash. Hey, well, you know, we really appreciate all your time today. Thanks for coming on, and uh, hopefully we can have you on again in the future. I would love that. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Arash. Thanks, Arash. And we're back. Welcome back, Lakers Unfiltered. That was a great fucking interview, guys. We just got uh, Arash Markazi on here from uh, LA Times. Man, Jay, Josh, what do you guys think? It was definitely a dope interview. Very, uh, very knowledgeable very insightful guy to have on our show. It was I mean, a pleasure. He's been on Jim Rome, Rich Eisen, so he, he saved the best for last. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was a little in the beginning. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, guys, it took us a minute to get going, but uh, bear with us in that first couple of minutes because, I mean, he's a superstar, guys. Come on now. Yeah, you, you always want to warm up. Don't shoot your whole load right at the beginning anyways. <laughs> no, come on now. <laughs> I mean, there's, it is unfiltered, but we only have two nuts. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, with that said, uh, we can talk about that all day long. <laughs> um, let's get into some basketball. Uh, guys, Powell looks to be retiring. Is it time to retire his number, or did he or did he not do enough to deserve it? I'm going to let you start this, Jay. So he played it for, what, like four or five years? Yeah, he beasted here. Got two championships. Yeah. You know, but we only retire Hall of Fame numbers. So. Oh, dude, there's this fucking guy. I mean, here we go. I mean, am I wrong? Because yeah. because shouldn't, like, Coop's number be he retired by now, yeah, but it's sure. not. You know why? He's not in the Hall of Fame. So if if and when he goes into the Hall of Fame, then we can retire the number. Besides that, no. I don't think it's a if. It's just a when. Yeah, he definitely has to go into the Hall of Fame. Um, he's he's the best big man. Yeah, like he's the best Spaniard player to ever touch the NBA. So it's like that means a lot within itself. But is that like putting Yao Ming into the Hall of Fame because he's the best Chinese basketball player of all time? But the thing about Maybe. it is. Ugh. But he wasn't just, winning. Just hurts. Yao like Ming the... wasn't winning championships with Houston, though. Thank you. That's, you know that's brother I, like he was vital. Kobe wasn't winning those championships without Powell. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I think he was vital in the championships. Like Yao Ming had a really good team and could have won championships. You know what I'm saying? Should have won championships. Probably should have been. So I think that's what you know catapults. Powell over that whole Yao Ming. There's not too many players, too many foreign-born players that are in the Hall of Fame, no. and he's definitely going to be one of them. See, that, that's the thing with the Hall of Fame. It's not like the NBA Hall of Fame, so I guess you take into account the Olympics and the overseas stuff, and then I guess he can make the Hall of Fame at that point, but that's the only way that he gets his number retired. Wow, that, that's harsh. I, I mean, think, I we're mean, not the Clippers, guys. We don't just fucking retire anyone's number. <laughs> we have no numbers to wear. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, uh, you get everything from 50 up. You can wear 83. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not wearing we have a whole team of 83s. Yeah. We're the Monstars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he contributed a lot. If they don't retire, maybe having like a Pau Gasol, like a, a night, like a tribute thing. Like, like a bobblehead night. Yeah. I mean, retiring his number is I, – I, I definitely think retiring it, he's like not going to get a statue. Cinco de Mayo's type of thing. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo's night. Put together? Is that what I'm he's getting a Taco Tuesday night. <laughs> so, okay. So, if he does get his number retired, should he have a statue? 
No. No. Whoa. Whoa. Slow down, I mean, that shit. I mean, if we can retire, you just said he's one of the best Lakers big men of all time, right? No, I said he's an elite. An elite Lakers big yeah, man. I didn't say best. Okay, so elite. so who else is an elite Lakers big man? Shaq. Yes. Uh, Kareem. Uh, keep naming. Uh, both have fucking statues outside yeah, the Staples I know, Center. I, and both are okay. Is Kareem in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Okay. Is Shaq going to be in the Hall of Fame? Isn't he already in the Hall of Fame? I fucking think so. <laughs> okay, so that's what I'm saying. If he goes in the Hall of Fame, gets his number retired, should he have a fucking how statue? Many, how many places do we have the fucking statues? Take down the fucking Oscar De La Hoya bullshit and the Wayne Gretzky thing. No one cares about those two two fucking statues. They do during those seasons. Boxing season? What, what boxing season. <laughs> when the fuck is boxing season? It is boxing season. It never stops. I think they have a day in Canada. Boxing day. Boxing day. Yes, thank you. <laughs> no, that's fucking Christmas in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So so let's take Oscar's statue. They can take it with the, fucking, Canada? with the fucking Clippers to their new stadium. That would be fine. I'm okay with that. All right. Or you could just put it outside of, I don't think it's called StubHub anymore. It's like a lion. That's where they do the boxing matches anyways. Yeah. Just go ahead and put it outside. I mean, I, I just don't, do I think Pau Gasol deserves a, a, a statue? No. No? No. But his number retired? Yeah. Isn't it the same But thing? everybody that's numbers retired in the in the Raptors, they don't have a statue. Pretty Thank much. You. Jerry no. West. Statue, Magic Johnson statue, Kareem statue, Shaq statue. Kobe's about to get a statue. He deserves a fucking uh, statue. Elgin Baylor doesn't he have a statue out there? Chick Hearn's got his mic retired. He has a statue. He's not fucking. I mean, don't say anything about Chick. Hearn. No, no, I love fucking Chick. Jesus Christ, I'm about to get heated up this motherfucker <laughs> right now. But but is Chick the best announcer of all time? Holy shit, are you fucking? I mean, awesome I mean, I mean, we're now we're going off the fucking thing here. He but. is completely. I didn't say basketball announcer, just we announcer We gave Jason Mucinex before this, and I think he, he took a hit of vodka he's, with it. He's drunk. Yeah, he's, 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 right <laughs> I'm now. just asking a question. I didn't say he was or he wasn't. Sorry. Is he? Is sorry, he... Sorry, sorry, Laker Nation. Jay, Jay, Jay's on some elite bullshit right now. Is he the... Roger over here sweating. <laughs> Take my shirt. That's all the Mountain Dew and copies. Right? right? right. right. My hyped up off Mountain Dew, Chip. No judgments here. Um, uh. All right, let me get back. Let me get us back. Okay, okay, sorry. All right, so Frank Vogel, fucking a, he's doing some wonders here. But anyways, he calls Alex Caruso an elite defender. Uh, should he be playing more time? He Don't should... answer that question. Yet. Mm. Hold on. Now, should he be in the closing lineup? Because when he is, we're seventeen and fucking one, guys. Okay, go ahead and give me your answers. Um, take this uh, Where? Okay, the time that he does play is vital. But whose time do you take away? He's leading fourth quarter minutes under LeBron. Rondo. Just take Rondo out. Just take – are you sure? Yeah. Rondo <sighs> would be a great spark off the bench. I've been saying that all season. I mean, Rondo is the second biggest disappointment we've had this season. Oh, go suck yourself. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not me. You're talking to the fans. They voted. Bro, it's because he's been injured. Rondo, okay, you will be eating crow again. <laughs> Motherfucker. See, you know what you're doing? Folks, if you can see, this motherfucker's over here laughing right now. He knows how to get me going, and uh, I'm biting into it. Anyways, look, look. you will see at the end of the season what, what Rondo does. I I've been telling you. I, I, I didn't have say faith this. In Rondo, like, you don't have faith in Kuzma. I don't. You, I mean, But coming from the man who loves Lonzo Ball. That's right. We should have shipped out Kuzma and kept fucking Lonzo. Our point card issues would be solved right now. He doesn't fucking play. He wouldn't play. even play. <laughs> That'd be solved because he doesn't play? Yes. That's why we'll get more time. Because they... Okay, you're, you're there. You're there. I got you. I got yeah. you there. Yeah, makes sense. See, if Russo would have more time to play, then we never lose. True or false? Yeah, but we're spending a lot of money on a bum. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? We're doing that did right I say now. Can't ball? We're doing that right now with Kuzma. <laughs> Kuzma is oh my god. 
Kuzma is going to be just fine. Going to be. Kuzma's good. Not is. Kuzma is not just fine right now. He he just started playing again. 15 games ago. Bullshit. It's been at least 14 games. How how many minutes is Crusoe going to bring? Average about 15. I think it's like 15, 16 minutes a game. I mean, that's something for the research department. That Jay? God damn it. So, but theoretically, give a motherfucker a day. How many research? How many more? How many more minutes do you give him? Ten. Russo? Yeah. You get okay. You give him. You let him close the fourth quarter. You have this motherfucker. So you give him the whole fourth? Twelve minutes? Yeah. Yes. He's he's averaging twelve. I don't know. I'm just asking. No, you fourth quarter. Twelve minutes. Caruso's defense. Okay. You play this motherfucker until he proves that he's not going to do what he's been doing. Okay. You give him as many minutes as possible. Okay, so, but isn't that he's young? He can handle it. But the it. thing about it though is, I also don't think that he he brings that point that that he's not going to take over a game point wise. No, he's not scoring wise. I mean, so that's what I'm saying. So if you do, we have to figure out whose whose minutes we're going to limit. You know what I'm saying? Even that's Bradley, a, that's the thing about. Okay, it. look, he's averaging 20 minutes per game. He's shooting like shit. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's the, that's the thing, is we're now we're we're limiting somebody's points. Who? Avery Bradley. <coughs> He's hurt anyways. I understand. That's what I'm keep let let him come off the bench. Have okay. If Alex Caruso and Rajon Rondo bringing the ball, mm-hmm. manning that court. Because think about it. Rondo drives to the hole. Rondo has no fear. Rondo has the ball. He's taken to the basket, and then other players are collapsing on him to defend that hole, leaving people wide the fuck open. You know who takes it to the basket? Who? Alex Caruso. No shit. That's what I'm saying. But Alex Caruso is a little bit bigger than Rajon Rondo. He can defend those those players on the wing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so you're saying you're saying take Rondo, stick him at the end of the bench, and put Caruso, give him all those minutes. That's what I'm saying. Until yeah. until until Caruso proves that he's not worthy of it, mind you, his shooting woes right now can just be you know situational. I, so is it 20, like, he's averaging 20 minutes. I think that's a lot. Like, and the thing about it is this is how I feel about it is it's it's not broke. Why are we trying to fix something? You feel me? Like mm-hmm. he's averaging 20 minutes, which is a lot, especially for somebody off the bench. Like, I agree. Like, if you want to just average him maybe 12 minutes from the first to the third quarter and then let him close out the fourth quarter. So 24 minutes at an I'm extra not saying, four I'm minutes. Saying take, I'm saying don't don't take him off the bench. Have him start. But at what point is it like the law of diminishing returns, right? Like he's good in his 20 minutes. Is he going to be that good in 25 minutes and 36 minutes? Or or does he lose some of that aggressiveness and some of that steam by playing extra minutes that he's probably not used to playing at this point in his career? That's a very valid point. Or does he, or does he, you know, start shooting and ball out because he has a little more confidence. That's what I'm about to find out. Because that's what he, I mean, that's what he does have. I mean, that's one thing you can't take away from the man is that his level of constant confidence is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's uh, I he's mean, a superstar in his role. Yes, right? yeah, so, yes. But but do we want that role to be a starter, or is he better coming off the bench with that group? I think he's better coming off the bench. He has a different spark off the bench, especially with these teams that have shooters and people. Because now it's not about just your starters anymore. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a strong bench. Now, if we take him. And insert him into the starting lineup. Lineup. He's not that spark off of the bench anymore. And also, when LeBron comes out and he gets to play that second row with AD, I think it's huge. Rather than having him in there, you know what I'm saying you take LeBron out. Now you put somebody else in because LeBron's been playing, you know, good defense. 
he's a good facilitator, which is the same as Crusoe. So it's like if you take him and put him in with LeBron on that starting lineup, you take that from the second lineup. You know what I'm saying? So I think he best fits that second lineup because he is that leader in that second lineup, and he can also take some of that off of Anthony Davis, some of that ball handling, some of that defensive responsibility off of Anthony Davis. No, I'm so. buying into it. I mean, it's again the, the, the spark that he provides off the off the bench is, is huge, and, and I mean, yeah, I really can't argue that point. I'm trying to think of a a tactful way to prove you wrong in this situation, but I honestly can't. Um, I just think that what he's doing so far um, and what he'll continue to do after the, through the season is going to be huge for the Lakers. Yeah. I mean, my biggest thing is he's a great, great, great bench player. Great. There's people that have been great bench players their whole career. Once they got catapulted into that starting lineup, they fizzled out. You know what I'm saying? True. So it's like, I don't want, I think that'll be a confidence, that'll hurt his confidence if we do catapult him into that starting lineup and he fizzles out. Because you got to remember, starting lineups are your best players. So now you're putting him in to where he's going to have to guard Westbrook or he's going to have to guard a Harden or he's going to have to guard, um, uh, I would he would have to guard uh, Kawhi. Uh, Kawhi. You know what I'm saying? So you're you're catapulting him into superstars. Hold on, to hold guarding on. superstars. Let me fuck with you for a second. So is it good? I'm now I'm gonna prove your point. Is it good what Vogel's doing and is, is as having him come off the bench but lead the fourth quarter in minutes? Because then at that point in time you have a a young hungry defender who's fresh. That's now guarding an elite player in the fourth quarter. Exactly. So that's that's what I'm saying. That's why I think he's better off the bench. And the thing about it is, is too, is if he's not playing all those things, he has six fouls. He can be the most pesky fucking bitch-ass defender like how they deal with Patrick Beverly. You can just <laughs> literally sit there and harass the fuck out of somebody yeah. for 12 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like it may it's smart. You know what I'm saying? Like – yeah, I, I think yeah. I think the way that Vogel's doing it is right, and I don't like I said, I don't want to see him get catapulted into that starting lineup and have to guard these guys, okay. and then where we no longer have him as our elite defender in the fourth quarter. All right, I, I, I can't again, guys. I'm wrong. I am wrong. I admit uh, when I'm wrong. I'm like I'm like uh, fucking Jay, who still thinks you know whatever. Well, there's a lot of things that Jay was wrong. I mean, Lonzo Ball is shooting better than Alex Crusoe. I'm, I'm just gonna <laughs> leave it there. I'm just gonna leave it there. When he fucking plays. When he plays. That's right. All right, guys. We can stay on this topic all day. Who wants to play in New Orleans right now? Of course he's going to be hurt. He's like, he didn't play play in L.A. He was here for two seasons and played a whole fucking season. But he was balling out last year. Balling out last year, what, 20 fucking games? 32, bitch. Yeah, 32. (laughs) Jesus. 32. All right, guys. So uh, (laughs) While we're staying actually on the topic of uh, defense with the Alex Crusoe thing, um, in your guys' opinion, do you guys think Anthony Davis is running away with the Defensive Player of the Year award uh, so far this year? Jay, please say no so I can fucking argue with you. Okay. <laughs> is he running away with it? No, he's not running away with it. Jesus Christ. He's just You can't run away with it after 18 games. You still got to look at Kawhi Leonard. 19 still, games, fool. 19 games. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. However many games have been, you can't run away with it in 19 games. Like, there's still 60, 63 more games to go. Like, you can't just give it to him right now. I like how you did the air math. Carry the one. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cross this out. Yeah. 
bigger bottom bottom. Root, bottom. The square root of him being the defensive player of the year is, oh, shit, it's going to happen. <clears throat> yeah. I think, I mean, come on now, why? bro. Really? Why, why is he already the defensive player of the year? I didn't say he's already. That's what he's going like to Like, so far throughout, like, so yeah. for, through the first 19 games, he's the defensive player of the year. Yeah, if, I mean, if the season saying. was a stop right now, are you telling me if there's any other player right now that, that has it and you wouldn't say has it by a larger margin than fucking Anthony Davis if the season was a stop right now? Dwight Howard. They're averaging just about the same amount of blocks. And and he's playing less minutes. If you average his minutes out to what Anthony Davis is getting, he might be better than Anthony Davis. In so you're telling me we have two defensive players of the year? I'm just saying it might not They're be Anthony be Davis. But that's all I'm saying. You have a very valid point in, in saying that. And I, I fuck you um, because you know how I feel about Dwight Howard as well. Um, but do I think Anthony Davis, based upon everything he's doing, um, fuck, running away with it, running away with it, like like there's no one in the rear view. He's just he's already got it. he's already got he's already dusting the place off on on his mantle for the for the award this year. Okay, now let's be real. All right, let, let's cut all the politics out because this is unfiltered. Um, yeah, the the main reason why is because okay, what he's doing. Stats, stat wise, um, is comparable to what to Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, but who's got a bigger name? But isn't like Dwight Howard like the feel good story of the year right now? I'm just saying. Like, every, he could every, still be the sixth man of the year. He's not going to be the sixth man of the year. Yeah, I don't think he'll be the sixth That'll man be, of the year. <clears throat> he'll be one of those guys on the other team. Well, on the other team. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be somebody that averages more points. They like six man of the year to be somebody that can – Puts up 20. Puts, yeah, puts yeah. A, yeah, as a scorer. Um, they don't normally give it to, like, the defender. I I think AD, just for the simple fact that he wasn't really known to be the crazy-ass defender that he is now here. You know what I'm saying? Dwight has been known to be that. Dwight's been known to be a, a shot blocker, you know what I'm saying? Whereas, like, AD, he, I think he's just adapted and so comfortable in this role to where he doesn't have to necessarily be that the whole team, and it's allowing him to be more of, like, that team player, um, and that's what I really like. But him coming off of, you know, coming off of, like, the screens, the pick and rolls, and defending those I think is super crucial, and then not doing it while getting in foul trouble. Um Whereas you have Dwight coming in the game, he might be blocking <laughs> shots. This he dude's gonna be in foul trouble quick as shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. You know where I think that's the difference is I think you, if you put Dwight on this on the court for the same amount of minutes that you put AD on the court for, AD is gonna be more um, efficient efficient than Dwight is because Dwight's not gonna be on the floor that long. Dwight literally knows when he comes on the floor because we do have Javel or we can run a smaller lineup, quote unquote, um, that Dwight can come out there and commit his six fouls with, you know what I'm saying, within the game. Whereas AD, he can't. Like, we need you on the floor, you know? Um, So it can make Dwight more reckless. Like, he can go after more shots than AD can because he doesn't really care about getting himself in foul trouble. So do you feel like Anthony Davis is playing better defense this year because he has less responsibility on this team? I think so. Yeah, right? definitely. I think so. You could tell. He, he, he's having fun. Yeah. Like, you could tell he's having fun. If he had this shoulder injury with New Orleans, he would have been sitting oh, like, Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Point, point, Last year. Just like Lonzo, right? Like, why am I going to play for this team? No, hell no. Lonzo did that show the Lakers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, this, yeah. Year, this year. <laughs> I mean, how does a six foot eleven power forward, I mean, lead the Lakers in steals? Well... 
I mean, oh, being the defensive player of the year. I mean, in every other measurable stat. Yeah. Okay. So, are we talking about for the Lakers or for the whole league? I'm just talking about for the Lakers. Okay. So I'm, we're just comparing it. You know. All right. So I'm then, just comparing Lakers. He's the defensive player of the year for the Lakers. Yeah, definitely at this point in time. But for the league. For the league. I, mean, I, I don't think he's leading the league in steals. No. Right. So then, no. why don't we give it to that guy? So, but no, no, I'm doing comparison. You know why I'm comparing still, everything? You know, I'm just saying as a as a <clears throat> seven foot, let's call him a seven foot power forward mm-hmm. to average a steal and a half a game. That's pretty fucking good. I mean, his stats. Period. Now uh, he's fucking top for MVP. Like with his stats, you know what I'm saying? Like he's all around the best player in the NBA right now. All around, like defensive, offensive. No, look like, at Jay's face. He wants. He wants to say. So. Wait. So you think he's the MVP? Yeah. I would do over LeBron. Where would LeBron wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for AD? Look where we were last year. Look. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Davis is getting all of his points off of LeBron assists. Without without LeBron, Anthony Davis doesn't eat down there. He still takes over the game when LeBron goes to sit out. <clears throat> LeBron wouldn't be able to rest if it wasn't for Anthony Davis. Okay. Does LeBron leading? Does LeBron have a lot of assists because of Anthony Davis? But, but, yes. But, but, <laughs> that is my fucking fifty foot pass, and he's been first But that doesn't make someone an MVP, though. The best player in the league, Anthony Davis. I'm saying, okay, he's, okay, he's, hold on. He's one. He's one of the top. Like you just got back from Milwaukee. You saw Giannis play in person. You think Anthony Davis is better than Giannis? Yeah. To be honest, wow. To be to be completely honest. I seen Giannis is amazing. Mm-hmm. Is amazing. Um, Fuck. But the thing I I can see with Giannis is Giannis isolates. Giannis can isolate his team. Mm-hmm. Like that was a close game against the Jazz. I thought it could have been a better game if Giannis didn't isolate. Giannis was just coming up and just taking shots. Like there's no one on the that team though. There is. There's no LeBron with Giannis. I know there's no LeBron, but like you're also. It's a good complementary team, like it just was last year. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You have a good complementary team. Whereas, like AD, I feel like he's getting everybody involved in the play. You know what I'm saying? He's not like, all right, let me just take this shot. You know, it's and I think that's what that's why the Lakers are doing so good. So, um, is I think the MVP should be somebody that should be all around. Like Harden is fucking going off. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's. <clears throat> You, it's not he's not involving his team like it's, I think that's a one on one play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't really think if it was always about one on one, Kobe should have been the MVP like ten years in a row. That's true. Yep. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And that and that's all I'm saying is, is like the Lakers I A D is such a, a team player where and he had to completely switch up his role because he wasn't that when he was in New Orleans. The ball stopped with him. Whereas, like, now yep. the ball keeps yep. moving. He's exactly. evolved his game so much in just this year that I think it elevates his status to that MVP level. So how do you guys feel about him taking all these three-pointers right now? Let the motherfucker shoot. Let him shoot. I think let let him get let him get his shot together. Like, if. If we have another big man in, right? Yeah, 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 I mean, definitely, yes. Because otherwise, there's no one to rebound if he's out there shooting threes. And there's no one that, you know. No, that's where you hope that Kyle Kuzma would hopefully, you know, pull up his role, do what he's got to do. But, yeah, definitely have another big man in there. You have Dwight Howard in there, stature rebounds like crazy. You know, JaVale McGee doing what he's got to do. Yeah, definitely. Let him shoot because he's stretching the floor. Yeah. Stretching the floor. I mean, opening lanes for everybody, making it easier to score at the end of the day, especially when he's getting those nice passes from LeBron. Exactly. But, like I said, look at – I'm a perfect example. 
there's been people that played with LeBron that should have been <clears throat> crazy superstars, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but didn't elevate themselves to that level. I don't think I think a lot of people when they play with LeBron, they defer to LeBron. They get they they're they're nervous by that limelight of playing around LeBron. Yeah. Where I don't feel that with AD. <clears throat> no. Like his game is elevating. Like, and he's still young. Like he's still going up, which is exciting because it's just like how much better can you get? And then you see he's still getting better. So it's like So because of his defense, do you think that's making everyone else on the team have to like step up to his level? Oh, for sure. Right. When, well, the thing about it is I think it's a healthy competition between him and LeBron. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron, he makes LeBron step his level up. Like yeah. they make each other. When you get people that are just as good at you as you at your job and you're supposed to be the most elite at your job, it makes you step your game up even more. So, and I think everybody's feeding off that. Like, look, if our best two best players on our team are scrapping and jumping into fucking crowds for balls, we definitely got to be doing it. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> I mean, I I can't complain about what I, what I'm seeing here at all. I mean, guys, let me ask one question, and this is kind of how I'm I'm torn on this one because again, it really doesn't matter to me, but everyone's talking about it. Uh, the new city uniforms. Do you guys like these things or not? Look, I'm gonna be honest. When I first saw the pictures of them, I'm like, "What the fuck? I hate the fucking V-neck jerseys. I hate them. <laughs> I'm like those things, like they look like trash." But when I saw them actually on the floor, I'm like, "You know what? They're not that bad after all. They're not my favorite alternate uniforms that they have. I still like the the all black Kobe one that they put out a couple years ago. Yeah. But I mean, it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be when when I first saw like the the, the pictures of it." I just, I have the one from last year, the all black one, um, and like, I like I really like it. I just feel like I'm still, I like the all whites. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. I do. I I like the all whites. It's like there's too many uniforms right now. I do. It's like, come on, guys. Like we get you want to sell fucking jerseys and make money, but at some point, it's like you're totally. I do. Diluting the fucking Lakers brand with all these extras. That, that's extra also shits. Nike's MO. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nike loves to do that shit. Make you buy every jersey, like, you know. Um, but like, I like, mean, I like I like the classics and the all white. Like, I mean, how can you go wrong? Like, you can't, you can't. You know? Um, I'm not even a big fan of the new purple one they have right now with like the black shit on the side. Yeah. Well, let's just the do, ones let's just do the gold like show going down the yeah, the, yeah, the gold, the purple, and the whites. That's all we really need. I exactly. Mean, because we're we're not these fucking Ricky D teams that needs needs to needs needs brand new fans to fucking come buy uniforms and shit. And we're always going to be the number one selling team. You That's know right. what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like it doesn't make sense to do it. Like I think these teams do it to try to reinvent themselves. Like fucking Brooklyn with the bed style uniforms. Yeah. Like cool, keep yeah. reinventing yeah. yourself. <laughs> we don't need to do it. We already, you know what I'm saying? Keep our shit the way that it was, and you know we'll let our our team keep reinventing itself and getting better. Not our fucking jerseys. So so, how do you feel about them wearing the purples at home? Like, does that matter to you as long as we're winning? You know what's weird is that's just a new rule. Because remember how it always used to be the home team would be a certain color yeah. and the away team would be a certain <clears throat> color. Now it's the home team chooses. Yeah. So like, I don't really like that. Like, I like the old the old way better. Like the home you know wears the light, the away exactly. wears the dark. Yeah. 
Yeah, it makes more sense. It's more classic. Like, it doesn't, all right, cool, you got 7,000 jerseys. Go ahead and pick from one of the combinations. <laughs> like, and I think that's what it is. It's more prima donna Like, how, like, how soon until we see, like, a yellow jersey with purple shorts? Yeah, exactly. Out? Like, we're about to see some fucking, well, with Nike, some shit's going to come out where it's going to be, like, a lime green or something. You know what I'm saying? Some shit that's not even going to be a color that's relevant to... Just the a random colorway, you know, kind of like, like the, the Miami uniforms. Yeah, or like LA's other team, like their shit. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Where Where are you getting these colors from? You never had these colors before. Like, stop. <laughs> the black jerseys are kind of, you know, Which for one? LA's other team. Yeah, for LA's other team. Yeah, but we were the ones with the black jerseys. I know, I know. You feel me? Like, I, 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 stick yeah. to your shit. You haven't even won enough games to switch your jersey <laughs> colors. You still, you still got them old triple A. You got to be triple A jerseys, bro. Like, they should go back to San Diego. Yeah, yeah. you gotta have the press out number. You don't get sewn on numbers, bitch. Mom, um, give me a number three, please. You don't even get names on the back of your jerseys yet. Like, come on now. I, yeah, but I just believe it's all Nike's fault, man. It's just marketing money. It is. It's all like, nice. But I mean, I'm not. I'm gonna admit those fucking jerseys, like we were talking about before we started the podcast. Those jerseys that they actually put on the seats, like, were nice. Like, because you know you don't, you normally don't get no shit like yeah, that. No. Like, yep. you'll get some t-shirt with oh. some fucking weird-ass company's <laughs> logo on it. Yep. Like, <laughs> right here, the Lakers are supposed to be. I, says, too. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Lakers, Bro, who the fuck is Chester's nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Their number across the bottom of it. <laughs> we got the best nuts in the league. <laughs> Try our nuts. They're the best. Salted or unsalted? Damn. <laughs> Chester's, let's get them cracking. <laughs> we should reach out to them, get them as a sponsor. We do have some pretty fire sponsors coming Chester's out. Chester's nuts. We do. All right. Um, all right, guys. Really quick, let's get in these predictions uh, for today and the rest <clears> of the week. <throat> Dallas. Wait, wait. Before we get into that, we got to take one more commercial break. Fucking breaks. Sorry. I, I, I want to talk about the week coming up as much as you do, but, you know, we got to pay the bills. And by the bills, that means us. All right, guys, we'll, we'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back. Thank you for waiting. Let's get on to uh, the second segment of our podcast here. Let's talk about some predictions this week. All right, so today, what, it's like a one thirty game or a 1 o'clock game? 1 o'clock game. 1 o'clock, game, one o'clock? Yeah. yeah, we got Dallas. Um, obviously, how much are we winning that game by? Winning the game by? Yeah. <sighs> Come on now. I don't know. What's the line? I'll say nine. Nine? You think it's Nine. No, I don't know if the line's nine. I'm just. Oh, saying, you think well, we're gonna win by nine? Yeah. Well, last time we played them, they they played us tough. Yeah, they always play us tough. We always played our little fucking. Luca's good. He is. He's my favorite non-Laker. Kill but yourself. I mean, we we should win today. We should win today. We should win today. We got Tuesday. We got Denver. Denver's like that's the matchup of the top two teams in the West right there. Yep. And it's at Denver. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, it's away. That's gonna be a good game. I'm excited. I think I think we're gonna lose that one though. Really. About time, you think it's about time we lose one? I mean, I would love to go eighty and two, but I just at some point we're gonna have to lose another game. No, I would say we, <clears> I would say we lose the following day at Utah. At Utah, yeah, because it's back to back. Yeah, um, I said we just do load management and rest everybody at Denver. <laughs> <laughs> just give that game away. So uh, Utah, where you talk about that? Whatever, moving yeah. on. Portland, Portland on Friday. Portland, it's at. This is like the toughest week we've had all season. Yeah, I'm excited. So, the true test, true test of our grit. So, what's that? Four games. Yeah, four games. Wednesday, Friday. I think we're gonna end up going two and two. Two and two. 
yeah, I think we're gonna end up going two and two. You know, we've been <clears throat> we've been on a roll lately, but at some point we're gonna lose one. Two and two. I think we're gonna go two and two. Motherfucker. Who who? I say three and one. I mean, if we don't go four and zero, I say three and one. <laughs> I say three and one. I, say, I okay. I say I honestly think that at all this shit, we're losing to Utah. Utah. I think we might get. Yeah, we don't play good in these early games at home. No, we don't. Right. And Dallas is coming. We beat them last time. They got something to prove or whatever. Blech. And we don't have Avery Bradley this time. <clears throat> Kuz, Kuzma's not playing well right now. Kuzma's going to show you his and, ass today. So I think we lose to Dallas. I think we lose to Utah. And we beat Portland. Even though that's even though Portland's playing good right now with Carmelo. Yeah, I mean, Portland is you know a sleeper right here, but I'm not worried about them. I'm gonna say two and two. I'm just going. I'm just going back to this whole Kuzma thing. I cannot wait. Uh, this is one of those things where, like, at the end, this of is gonna season, be in every podcast. Yeah, back. this is. Guys. <laughs> I'm gonna mention this just so just so nobody just so Jay doesn't remember just so Jay doesn't forget. I can't wait. Let me let me real close to Mike. Hey, hold on, hold on. I can't wait for Kyle Kuzma to show up and show out. So you have to eat fucking a shit ton of crow at the end of the season. At the end of the season, you're gonna be like, "Damn, Raj, you were right. Kyle you know Kuzma what? is the man. You Kyle know what? Kuzma is the man. You know a secret? Go ahead. Tell I me. can't wait for it either. I know. I know. Because I would love to be wrong about this, but so far you I'm not. You are gonna be wrong. Going to be, but right now I'm not. <clears throat> okay. Let's go over my top ten rankings. All right. These are Jay's top ten rankings. Of course, number one. No, no. no. You do a top 10 start number one? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm fucking back ass words, bitches. Jesus. Okay. Well, we're going to start at number 10. Whatever. The 76ers. That's down four spots from last week. Why? I just I just don't like the Sixers. I don't like Ben Simmons. I don't like Joel Embiid. They're just not playing good. Rockets are nine. Down five from last week. That's right? what they should be. <clears throat> That's about right for them. Yeah, I told you already last week. Clippers are never going above eight on my rankings. I don't Ooh, care if they're undefeated. I'm sorry. Who are these people you talk about again? Sorry, the Lake, the Lake Forest, <laughs> the Los Angeles. I can't even read that name. Is that is that the LA? Okay, let me make it easy. The LA, LA's other team. The LA Little Brothers are number eight. Okay, thank you. Miami is up to seven. Shout out Tyler Hero. They're they're playing better. Shout out Tyler Hero. Why? Why not? Local homegrown boy from Wisconsin. That won't come on our podcast. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm calling him out. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number six, Boston. I had them 10th last week. They're playing better. They're up four spots. Dallas is number five. Flat. <clears throat> There's the same as last week. Denver, up to number four. They're second in the West, but still not the second best team in the league. Number three is still Toronto. They're playing great. Who would have expected them to play this good this year with, without Mr. Load Management himself? Number two is the Bucks, Second best record in the league. Second best team in the league because of Giannis. If he goes down, they're, they're kind of screwed. Glad okay. you're buying into this Milwaukee thing. And, and of course, the Fuck number one team number one team in the league is still still and always will be the Lakers. Now we're 17-2. and two, Best franchise start in – tied for the best franchise start in history. Now, what happens this week, there could be some movement there because we played Denver and Dallas this week. So, depending on how those games go, they might move up or we might move down. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, based upon what you said, you said Lakers will and always will be number one. So, after this week, they still should be number one according to your rankings. In my heart. Oh, okay. In my heart. 
<laughs> got all emotional here for a second. Uh, on paper, I don't know. They they they, they got to beat those two teams. Yeah, Denver and Dallas to stay at number one because I don't see the Bucks. They're Bucks, but the Bucks are playing in the East. They're not going to lose a bunch of games right now. No. <laughs> so, do you guys agree with that? What do you think? Am I wrong? No, I'd like to say you're wrong. But you, you just can't, you know, as much as you'd like to say I'm wrong, you just, I just, I can always make you say I'm right. I don't know about that, but I, there's always, you always have some manipulative way to make me almost think that you maybe have a convincing argument. Yeah. I think that's the best way to put it. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. <laughs> the only one that I'm moving up would be the Rockets until playoff time. Um, that would be the only one that I would move up. Like. So, so where would you move them up to on that one? Um, like above Dallas, I would put them. Maybe I would probably move them to like the sixth spot. Okay, to like the sixth seed. You're gonna say because Dallas just, just Dallas just put it on them a couple. Yeah, days ago. just because at any time, man, that fucking team can get hot, and Harden can score sixty and three quarters. You know, and that's the thing about it, man. Is like. If they learn how to play defense, the Rockets, they'll be a fucking unstoppable team. But yeah. you know, with Mike D'Antoni or Mike Antoni, because yeah, they don't know nothing about the D. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very true. They're not uh, all puns intended. <laughs> they're not, you know, they're not going to be an elite team until then. But they're still, fuck, man. Like I said, at any time they can score in bunches. Yeah. And. If you're not good defensively that game, they're going to go off. Yeah, so that's live, the only thing they that shoot. They live they live either at the rim or at the three point line. Yeah, that's it. Or the free throw line. Uh, that, yeah. I, I can't wait till we play the, the Rockets. I, I just that that's gonna be a good game. I don't How so? Because we're like the top one of the top defensive teams in the league. They're one of the top offensive teams in the league. They don't have anybody that can guard Anthony Davis. I don't care what fucking. Yeah, they don't match up against us at Clint all. Capella thinks he can do, but no, 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 no. We have again. We have three damn near. Okay, let's just call them three legit seven footers. Three. Yeah. At least yeah, three. Three. Yeah. All right. I mean, there is no other. Okay, did I mention we have LeBron James? I forgot about him too. Did I mention we have LeBron James? You just did, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it though is when we play them, our offense has to be on point. Like, we can't have no hiccups on our offensive side of the ball. I think that'll be easier for us because they don't have to play any defense, right? So it'll be easier for for us to score than for them to score on us. Yeah, but they're – the thing about them is they're going to play outside. Yeah. So it's like literally they're going to – they live and die by the three. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So they're going to shoot. If they're on that day and we're not on from three, it'll be some trouble. Oh, no. And, And that's what happened against the Pelicans. Someone asked me on Twitter, hey, how can the Pelicans win this game? I'm like, if they make a bunch of threes, that's their only chance. Yeah. And then they fucking made a bunch of threes. That's why I was close to the end. How many threes did they make that game? Like, damn near close to like, like 15. Like, like, yeah, 15 I was going to say damn near close to 20. I mean, they, they, went, they went crazy. And they shot a high percentage. Yeah, it was like 50-some-odd percent. Yeah. Like, it was something stupid. I mean, the Lakers have been doing that as well, though. I mean, So, like, is that an Achilles heel for us is, like, the three-point defense? Uh, of course. It always has been. So how do we fix that? Uh, add a decent player that can guard somebody at the top of the key because again we don't have somebody with that length that can defend uh, defend that point besides a Danny Green. Realistically, that's fast enough off the ball um, to guard somebody. What about Alex Caruso? Not tall enough. 
six five. How, how tall is Danny Green? Danny Green six eight. Are you saying because he's white? Uh, I'm half white, so half <laughs> me agrees with you. The other half tells you to fuck yourself, whitey. Are you saying that he doesn't have the foot speed? He's he just uh, what's it? What's it's got a high motor. <laughs> These are all your words coming out of your mouth. I'm just asking questions. And it's no, I was. I'm just. I'm just again. I'm on that icky train. I just. You know. You know where I'm at. Yeah. Come on now, Jay. Everybody is. But are they going to let him I go? Mean, is it a reality? No, it's not a reality. You know. So, but I mean, the Grizzlies are being bitches. Let's just be. It. That's yeah. fine. Which that's cool. Let them rest. Right. Let Iggy rest. We'll get them trade deadline when they gotta either trade them or let them go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then. We'll get him then. He'll be rested for our second half run. That's like, true. And our playoffs, you know, that's that's good right there. I, I think if we got him right now, we would play him. You know what I'm saying? Which he's old, you know. <laughs> he has a lot of wear and tear on his body. So, he's old. Um, just let him rest. Like, we we don't need him right now. We're doing our thing. You know what I'm saying? So would you want Iggy knowing that he's only going to be here for those three months or whatever, and he's going to go back to – Yes, he next, brings next championship year? and playoff experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why not J.J. Reddick? Super invaluable. Huh? Why not J.J. Reddick? I mean, if, if we could get KCP for J.J. Reddick, I would have done that already. Yeah. I mean, you theoretically, you think New Orleans is going to let J.J. Reddick go? I think we have a better chance with New Orleans than we do with Memphis. And that's what like that's my that's my fucked up paradox here. I got like you know one one on each shoulder saying, "Yeah, go for this." But the reality is, is that you know, yeah, New Orleans seems to deal well with us. I don't know. Uh, well, now, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now. But at the same time, it's like there's not really any benefit in it for New Orleans, really. Like, and for us either. I mean, I, I guess they're both on one year contracts. Yeah. So and the contracts are. It's quite similar, mm-hmm. so it's not nobody's really taking a hit. But mm-hmm. KCP doesn't really make New Orleans that much better than JJ Reddick does. So I don't under, I don't see why they would. Now, if we did like a KCP, if we traded KCP to Memphis, that would help them out because Iguodala's not even playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas KCP will come bring you know something different. Um, but I don't I don't know. I don't really see. If you're gonna get him for free, I don't know, and we still have that exemption. I don't know why we would, you know, trade or let somebody go from our team when we could just add to our team, you know, for free. Because at the end of the day, there's not there's suitors for Iguodala, but who's gonna give up what Memphis is gonna want? It's either gonna be a pick mm-hmm. or somebody that's gonna be that's gonna contribute to their team. They're not just gonna want a G League player or somebody at the end of your bench. It's gonna be somebody that you know. So respectable, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, because I mean, if that was already the thing, if that was the case, because I'm pretty sure they've already been talking, we could already trade it like Norvell or you know what I'm saying, one yeah. of our pieces yeah. that's just down there. But they're not going to want that. They're going to want somebody that's going to be, you know, that's going to contribute. We can't give them Zach Norvell and Quinn Cook. <laughs> I mean, I would give up Cook for Iguodala. You know what I'm saying, like. That's just me. I mean, I I would. I don't think I don't know if the Lakers would. I think they value Cook, but I would. But I don't even think they want Cook. It would be somebody that we don't want to give. Yeah. Like it's going to be like a Caruso or somebody yeah. that you know what I'm saying. Which is like, I think if Magic well, would you trade Caruso? Would you trade Caruso for Iggy? No. Fuck no. No. On a, on a three month deal. If you get a championship, you only got you only got Iggy for this. The, on a the rental, no, you know what's crazy? No, not on a rental. I think, let me let me ask I, you a question. I'm pretty sure the Caruso's on a one year deal too. Can, 
Let me ask you a question. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not even hearing you right now. Mm-hmm. When was the last well, – who was the last rookie we developed and kept? And i just been thinking about this while y'all been talking. Developed and kept? Yeah. Kobe? Thank you. <laughs> so wh- where's the – I'm sorry, Clint like, Cook, no disrespect. But Andrew I mean, Bynum? We don't keep – Rookies. He's, he's not a rookie though. It's like his third year. Yeah, but still, he's still in that, in that developmental stage. But he has championship experience too. He was just on the Warriors. He... Man, hell no! Because no, you yeah. sat on the bench during the championship. No, he played. He oh, he played last year and they got the ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody was hurt. <laughs> because everybody was hurt. Yeah, yeah. The year that they won the championship. Now he played then. Yeah, he averaged like four minutes a game. Yeah. What I'm saying is, we don't develop shit. But so, <laughs> point. We don't develop. We don't develop players. So do we need to fire some people? No, we never develop. That is not our. That is not our mold. But why shouldn't it be? Beats the fuck out of me. So it's, oh, it's worked this way so, so far. So good. So speaking of never developing players, since we're gonna go there, mm-hmm. why are we keeping Kuzma? If we're never gonna develop him, <clears throat> he's never gonna get any better than he is now. Then uh, why I don't we trade Kuzma be, now? I think that'll well, be well, as well as trade value is high by trade deadline. That's a very good. I point. think by trade deadline you'll see if his game's not developing more than than what it should. He's on a team now. Like we said, he has to figure out his role. He doesn't have to take the game over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if he doesn't develop any more by trade deadline, he's definitely going to be good trade bait. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I would just watch his progression until then but right now like you said we tend to like trade players off right before they yeah right before they hit their potential we don't have to get rid of them like and that's the thing about it i think before because we were trying to get the team to where it is now Mm -hmm. we had to get rid of these players yeah we don't have to get rid of them we can finally develop a player we don't have to get rid of kuzma but if we can get like a if someone else wants him and they think he's going to be good we can get another good player in here. Who, like, like, who like do a, you think? Like a we Bradley didn't give Beal. Who's going to get Anthony fucking Davis? So we ain't get rid of him. <clears throat> but I don't want to take on Bradley Beal's contract. Why? That shit's a fucking huge contract. That's good, though. Man. He's good. Yeah, but we limit ourselves because a lot of our players are on one year deals. Are you telling me all these guys are not going to resign next year because they don't <laughs> No, we don't, want, no, your, man, we don't like, want your money. That's a fucking. That's that would be a good trade, but that's a fucking huge contract, man. Like, I mean, what if Washington's like, you know what? We really believe in Kuzma, and we and we're like, well, we know he's no no good, so you can have him for Bradley oh, Beal. Blasphemous! Look, okay, let, it's let, not. They're not going to do a one on one. No, no. We're, <laughs> Washington we, is not we, about yeah. to be like, let's take Kuzma. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> straight up, straight up. No. Well, and it has to match Fine, take, salary take, wise. Take too. KCP with him too. You guys can both go. For I would do that for Bradley Bill this season. I would like now that like that it would have to be that and maybe like a pick too because they we can still have, got a match. They, they can have whatever they want. That's not yeah. named Anthony Davis or LeBron James. As long as Kyle Kuzma's like the star in that pack. Look, he, he's got so Washington's much. not doing it. Though. <clears throat> so much other stuff going on. He's not even focused on basketball. Who Kuzma? I see him on too many commercials and shit. Yeah, doing doing all this fucking dumb shit. Like, like you can do that when you're established. Come to the fucking games with your half torn sweater and fucking this, that, and fucking other outfit and shit. You, you, this is your third year. You haven't proven yourself yet. You just need to come in and play basketball. 
and like I said, like he, even we've been saying, right now. He, he has, but I'm gonna drink he, some Mountain Dew on that one. Look, he has the best team to do this on right now. Yeah. If you can't develop on this team right now, you're not gonna develop. And you shouldn't be here. You're not gonna develop in this system. <laughs> like he has to develop in here. When you have other players that you can <laughs> when you have other players that you can defer to and you don't have to be that man. Uh-huh. We're blinking. <laughs> Power outage. Um and you don't have to be that man, then take full advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? Develop your game. That's what I'm saying. And, and it, based upon that, I think he's going to be fine. Jay feels that, you know, he's got to develop overnight and become. The, the, Not the, even overnight, but you're, you went from being a, a starter to playing against other starters. He's a starter on to, a team wait, that sucks. But exa- exactly. Okay. Okay. You just fell into the trap. Go ahead. Okay, he was on a he was a starter on a team that sucked. Mm-hmm. He was like their best player, right? Mm-hmm. Last year, second year in the, in the league. Uh-huh. If, if you you know, Brandon yeah. Ingram was out. Lonzo obviously was out. Mm-hmm. So he was their best player. He was going against like their number one defender, balling out last year. This year he's going against the second unit, not balling out this year. So what's the difference? I think I think again, Kyle Kuzma. Is a great basketball player. And do I think that he is an elite basketball player at this point in time? No. Do I think he has the potential to be one? Yes, I do. And that's what it boils down to. Who would you rather have right now, Josh Hart or Kyle Kuzma? You know how I feel about Josh Hart. Um, You're a fucking dick. Um, Honestly, (coughs) Josh Kuzma. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's say the Pelicans called in and they're like, you know what? Look. Josh Hart doesn't fit. Obviously, Kyle Kuzma's not fitting with you guys. <clears throat> How about we just swap them one for one? You get that perimeter defender who can knock down a three, who can also play post-defense, even though he's sh- shorter. Yeah, Josh Hart does a lot of the intangibles. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and you can't you can't measure that man's heart because he's it's fucking huge. Now, if Kuzma played with Josh's heart, that'd be a different story, be but he, different he doesn't story. do that. No, I understand. So what you're telling me is that but the difference is, is I have one man who's got all the ability that's not living up to his ability mm-hmm. and another man that probably isn't as naturally skilled but plays outside of his ability because of the size of his heart. Yeah, and you which can't player am I, Which player am I going to pick? Come on now, that's, that's an obvious choice. But again, when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm building a championship team and I already have a couple of pieces in place, can I have a pawn in the back doing what he needs to do to eventually become a rook? Yeah, I mean, hope so. I mean that's that's kind of what we're hoping with with Kyle Kuzma is we're yeah but, but do we have time to hope anymore with this you know we're on championship watch now this isn't last year and we're trying to develop I understand that I we understand. can't win off hope we have to win off actual stuff that happens on the court I understand that I mean and I'm and again I'm racking my brain here going back to all the players that we've cut that were young stars Julius Randle D'Angelo Russell Larry Nance Jr. He's not really doing anything anymore. None of these players are doing anything. No. Julius Randle is Julius Randle's balling out. Anymore. He's on the Knicks, so yeah, still. I'd be balling out of the Knicks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. For some reason, I always I like Julius Randle. I think he's yeah, like, because he, he was scrappy. Because he plays with that Josh Hart mentality. Yeah, he's scrappy. So <clears throat> he's scrappy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, fuck. I am a huge Kuzma fan, but I mean, if I had to choose between Kuzma and Josh Hart, I mean, you know that I was last year. I was. I was. I, I think we finally got him on our side, Josh. I think so. I don't know about on your side. I think again. You okay, know. we'll do it like this. If he doesn't develop any more this year, he's got. Are you off the Kuzma train? He's got yes. Yeah, yeah, you got to be selling tickets yes. for that thing. Yes, I am. All right. Yeah, I mean, I want to say All Star break. All Star. Wow. Uh, so like, so like <clears throat> you're ready to trade in the season? No, I, no, no. I'm saying if he's not developing by All Star break, then there's a serious, there's a serious issue. But are we going to hear the same? Found, if he hasn't found his fucking well, yeah, especially All-Star if he's break. not developing with Mike Bember, the other yeah, coach. Yeah, if he hasn't found, if he hasn't found his groove. <laughs> By all star break, there's a serious, there's a serious, you know, thing to you know to consider at that point. Well, this is what we also have to. There's a lot of p- players right now that are adding stuff to their arsenal that never had it before. Yep. Like you, fucking Rondo couldn't even fuck. If he shot a three, yep. that shit was you, in the first row. Yep, yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like now, not everyone's gonna hit, but like he's closer or 45%. he's actually exactly he's making them. So that's what I'm saying. There's other players developing, right? So this coaching staff is doing their job on developing that's players. Point, yeah. If he's not developing, that's a personal thing. It's yep. not it's not on the coaching staff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. By all-star break, if he hasn't done his thing, if he's not showing us the Kuzma that we'd expect him to be, that third star, um, then yeah, by all by all needs, by all means, you know, start shopping him. Wow. But where are we at? What's what's the date today? December first? Man, he's got, he's got a couple months. It's the first of the month. But, but again, do I the day that Roger gave up on Kyle Kuzma? December no, first. no, no, no. There's no give up. There's, <laughs> this, 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 this is a reality check. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'll be the first one to you know to to call bullshit. But I mean, again, I, I think that this 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 young man has so much talent, so much uh, natural ability that this conversation come you know come that time frame is going to be a mute point because we're going to be looking back and be like, haha, I fucking told you. But if I'm wrong, I'll eat crow. I doubt it. I mean, he was good. Like you said, he was good on a bad team. So that light wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So now he's mediocre on a good team. Some people, like we say, they crack under pressure. You, If you can't elevate your game to the people around you, it's very noticeable. You know what I'm saying? So maybe he's just meant to be on mediocre or bad team so he can get his shine off. And that's a lot of the Lakers. Like D'Angelo Russell last year, like amazing on a fucking – Shitty team. Well, okay team. They were okay in the East. In the East, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But some people, they they shine when they're on lesser teams. And then some people shine when, they, when they're on great teams. That might be him. It's like the whole, like, uh, good player, bad team kind of scenario. No, well, I mean, I think and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Is, I mean, I think the difference is what we're, what we're not seeing in Kyle Kuzma this year as opposed to what we were seeing last year was that, that true spark. You know, so far this season, he's just a player. Does it almost feel like he's, like, reading his own press clippings too much? He's kind of buying into his own hype. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. So, like, he he just walks in the gym, think he's going to get 20 when he's only getting 11. Do you feel he's comfortable because he's uh, on a good team? I think he's gotten very complacent. I don't know if he's comfortable on this this championship kind of a team. You know, I I don't know if he really knows how to be a winner. Like, he – he came from Utah, right? Like that was his college. They never really did anything. Mm-hmm. And then the first two years here, it was all about developing. It wasn't about trying to win championships. True. Do you think because everybody on the team is very um, scrappy, very they all, they all have the same sort of mission? He's kind of it. Kind of 
makes him nervous to step up to that level because we do got a lot of veterans on the team well, that I mean, come here, from winning. Here's the thing. If you're nervous now, I don't want to see you playing in the finals. Oh, yeah, very true. Because if, if you're nervous about a regular season game in the middle of December and that June whatever hits and it's like game four of the finals and we need you to come through, are you a are you a player that's able to play when the spotlight's on? Or are you a player that's able to play when you're on fucking NBA TV? Okay, one last thing. You think he came back too soon off of injury. That could play a factor. Especially I don't, I don't think the Lakers would have let him come back too soon, honestly, because the team was good enough without him. Yeah. To where it's like you, you know, if if they're really playing, if they're really thinking he's their future, that he's their third star. They, they had no reason to rush him back. I mean, because it was a foot injury, right? So, like, lower extremity injuries are vital to everything that you do. Yep. You know? So, I mean, that, you know, like, when you get when you come off with an injury like that, like something like, look at Yao Ming. He was never the same again after he had yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? When you come off of an injury like that, how much of that still plays into your mind? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You're not that explosive player anymore. You don't have that same confidence that, that you left. had because – of that injury. And he just rolled his ankle. <clears throat> he might not play today. So that's what I'm saying. So that might that might be a factor. You know, we might be a little bit too harsh saying he's not what, you know what I'm saying, he, what he was before. But like I said, when you have an injury like that, it plays in your mind. It, regardless of as much as you don't want it to play in your mind, it does play in your mind. Unless you have that different mentality. Like LeBron, he could the, his groin injury could be playing in his mind, but he doesn't have that same mentality mm-hmm. of that. He has that killer like, no, fuck this. Let I'm me get it done and do it. But see, that's you know what, what we saying? all thought Kuzma had. Right? Like we all he had thought that, he had that on a lesser team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when we keep quoting that Mamba mentality. I mean, do I it's uh but even Kobe was never the same after his lower extremity injuries. Yeah, that's true. When, when his knee started to go and his exactly. Achilles went. <clears throat> like, you got no more lift. You got nothing. And that's everything in the NBA. He could have a broken shoulder and he'd be fine. But yeah. once you fuck a knee up, that, that is hard to come back from. Oh, that was a downer day in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know see your face. It's all sad and shit. <laughs> I know, right? You guys can see my face. I'm like, fuck. Come on, Kyle. Come on, Kyle. <laughs> that being said, obviously we all want him to succeed. You know what I'm saying? For like, sure. Yeah, because yeah. I, as much as I'd I, I give Roger a hard time about it, I like Kuzma. That's why I give him a hard time. If I, if I think you're shitty, I'm not going to talk about you. Yeah, faith, man. Just leave these bitches alone and get back to what you did before. Call your mom and whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you know what? This is, this is a pretty long episode. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks to Raj for coming on. And thanks, uh, Raj. Hope you guys all had a good Thanksgiving. Now we're gonna move into December. See how this Lakers team does this uh, this month after winning 14 games last month. See if we can do the same this month and uh, keep this record going. Stay away from the expensive ass Christmas tree lots like my wife took me to yesterday. <laughs> and don't forget to follow us on our IG and Twitter at Laker Unfiltered. Cause that's where all the shit goes down. Email us some questions at uh, what's our fucking email? Lakers unfiltered at uh, what's it? Uh, Gmail. Gmail. Yeah, Lakers. Lakers unfiltered at gmail.com. Email us some questions. We'll talk about that shit. Put it out there. Yeah. Maybe, maybe mention your name and your address. I mean, just your name. And if you send us a question, you might receive a prize pack from freeagentsonly.com. That's our new sponsor, guys. Oh, freeagentsonly.com. Yeah. Free agents only. Get, only. Only the free ones. <clears throat> get. Their, their motto is get in the game. So get in the game, send us an email, send us some questions. 
We'll send you out some shirts and some other stuff that they sent us to give out to you guys. All right. Have a good week, guys. Doses. Later, Jay. Eat that music.